This is the Deezer update for January 26th, 2020. I'm Felipe Alpha. I'm Patrick Mifflin. I'm Brandon Perkins. I'm Chris Sologi. I'm Dan Red Victoria. And I'm Lee Lamb. And uh, yeah, it's it's rumor season because uh, we've got the next-gen consoles coming up at the end of this year and people can't shut up about them. Yep. So yeah, we've got some stuff to talk about there. We've got some news out of Evo Japan. Probably our first contender for Game of the Year, which has just been uh, released on Early Access on Steam. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just some other random yeah. fun stuff to uh, to talk about. Uh, before we get through all of that, why don't we uh, go over what we've been playing this week? Yeah, so it's basically me. And, uh, yeah, I've been doing the Genesis Mini. Still really enjoying that. Uh, been playing uh, quite a bit of uh, just Fantasy Star 4, which is... God, I forgot how good that game was. Uh, that game, I think it's probably the most underrated title on the Genesis, to be honest with you. Yes, seriously. Just because of when it came out and how expensive it was, I don't think a lot of people got a lot of exposure to it. But man, it's so good. Yeah. I mean, it was a very late stage Genesis game, so it's like I think you know the PlayStation think was it, just about to come out when the yeah, and it did. was it was ninety dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. which was um, horrific. Yes. Yeah, it was like, you know, well, that's what Chrono Trigger cost back then, you know? Uh, 90 or 100 bucks, something like that, but they were two games that were totally worth it. So, um, I'm playing a lot of that, and uh, PC Building Simulator released an update this week. Um, didn't really add much except for a new DLC workshop uh, themed after NZXT. Um, so that's been pretty cool, and, you know, it's, it's funny, like, walking around in there and seeing, like, the a giant NZXT puck in the uh, uh, corner of the workshop. I was like, yeah, I could probably sit on that or uh, I don't want to know the size of the headphones I would need to put on that thing. Because, uh, yeah, <laughs> if you're not familiar with the NZXT puck, it's a little accessory that's magnetically sticks to the side of your case uh, and uh, lets you uh, run uh, your cables and uh, basically just hang your headphones from that if you uh, you know want, don't want to want them on your desk or cluttering up space, uh, you could use that to just keep them out of the way and keep them safe. Uh, so uh, they have one of those in the corner of the office, and it's like the size of a person. So yeah, it's kind of funny, and it's it's a nice little workshop because it's all like you know white and purple and just. Yeah, it's a fun place to work, and like I'm kind of thinking to my to myself, like, well, what other manufacturers' workshops could uh, they possibly do? And yeah, thinking probably the next one's probably going to be Gigabyte because it's got you know Asus in there already, Razer, and uh, that third one, NZXT. So it makes sense. Gigabyte would probably be another one. Them and MSI have like dragons all over the place because that's what? what MSI does. When I yep. saw the update, I was like, Phil must feel like this is the Godfather. Like, as soon as I'm out. <laughs> they pull me back in. <laughs> oh, I've never been out yet. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, still, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm just looking at my uh, GOG uh, time played stats here. I've got uh, 448 hours uh, into this game. So I, I don't see that slowing down anytime soon, especially with 1.7. That's, 1. that's, a, lot. that's yeah. a lot, Phil. Just, if you didn't know. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, I that's know. That's a lot. But. Who cares? That's that's what a I lot. play. <laughs> and and nothing I, wrong with that. Yeah, I'm expecting uh, there's probably going to be a 1.7 update comes out soon with more parts and hopefully some bug fixes to some of the weird stuff that's been uh, cropping up here and there. Um, 
Like there is a uh, particular case where uh, if the if the game generates a job that involves uh, you know fi- fixing something for for instance like replacing a hard drive or whatever uh, and you have to perhaps like remove the motherboard in the process you can't do it because uh, there's a possibility that it would uh, generate a configuration that would have a all-in-one water cooler and it would mount it in such a way that you can't unmount it because it's conflicting with the bracket that you need to unmount it with. Yeah, that's um, that's a problem. So what? yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like um, okay, well, I can't take out the bracket because the cooler is in place, and I can't take out the cooler because the bracket is in place. So like, okay, so this cooler has somehow discovered quantum super super positioning. That's um, that's that's an achievement, I would say. Um, so yeah, when it, when one of these actually happened, I actually forward my, forwarded my save game over to them because, uh, they were saying we would love to fix it, but we can't get it to happen on a regular basis. So if you ever, if it, if you run into it, uh, send us a save game. So I did exactly that. So hopefully they get that sorted out. And, uh, that's kind of been it for me. How about you, Pat? Oh, NHL 20 all week. Just, uh, managing the Utah Eagles that I've been, uh, presenting for Facebook and getting the videos posted, uh, launching a Discord server in support of it, and really just um, to have a hockey Discord out there um, in general, and really just immersing myself in that experience. I've also started uh, discussing real-life NHL um, news and um, situations uh, during Utah Eagles games, and that's been a lot of fun. And hopefully, we can just um, get some more discussion going uh, in these videos. And I'm I'm really hoping a community can start to uh, really form around it. But it's been a lot of fun. It's really been unlike anything else I've ever done on YouTube or in gaming, really. But, um, that's been my week. All right. There's something about Discord that I, I don't know. There's just a very interesting vibe to it. Maybe it's because of how like simple and straightforward that whole platform is. It is really well executed. Yeah. So yeah, maybe we'll end up moving our stuff over there because it is. So I'm still playing Witcher Three. Uh, I uh, finished the Blood and Wine expansion. So now what I'm doing is I'm doing New Game Plus. So I'm basically playing the Witcher 3 main game again. Because <laughs> game's worth Yeah. Um, and I talked about this on Let's Weekend, but I might as well go ahead and talk about it now. So uh, if you've played The Witcher enough, you've started to realize that like one of the sort of underlining things about The Witcher series is how it kind of deconstructs and makes fun of like classic fairy tales and stuff. Well... Uh, in the Blood and Wine expansion, one of the things you end up doing is you go into this place called the Kingdom of a Thousand Fables, which is essentially in the Blood and Wine expansion, you're in this place called Toussaint, which is like a sort of idyllic sort of French slash Mediterranean countryside place that's a duchy. Uh, that's ruled by Nilfgaard, but it's basically far and away from the war, so it's all very sunny and everything. And um, one of the things you have to do is you have to go into the Land of a Thousand Fables, which is a book 
that hides a sort of simulated reality that was created by the court wizard for uh, the Duchess Anna Henrietta and her older sister Sienna when they were children. And it's basically like all the classic fairy tales in one place. In fact, going around in there actually kind of felt like playing Kingdom Hearts. Weirdly enough, because of the way it has like all of these sort of classic characters put into one era. But the problem is is that nobody has really been going in it for about 10 years. And since the wizard has been dead for about a decade, that means that it hasn't been undergoing any kind of maintenance, which means that it's been kind of starting to decay. And all the people inside of it have sort of been left to their own devices. So... Basically, what you have to do when you're inside this place is you have to collect the magic beans for you know from Jack and the Beanstalk, so you can uh, you know grow the beanstalk, climb up the beanstalk, kill the giant, and then escape from the book. But you also remember this is Geralt we're talking about, so it's basically him going, "I'm too, I have got no time for this shit for the whole <laughs> freaking thing," and. So, like, amongst the things that happened when I was playing through it, uh, I had to fight and kill the big bad wolf in order to get one of the magic beans out of his stomach. Because if you remember how the Red Riding Hood story goes, is that the woodsman comes in, kills the wolf, and then, you know, digs uh, Red Riding Hood's grandma out of, her, out of his stomach. Uh, fun part about that, too... Uh, because all of this stuff was basically meant to work so you could reenact fairy tales with the with Anna and Sienna, uh, that basically means that in order for him to actually fight you in the first place, you have to like have somebody reenact Red Riding Hood. And Sienna decides she could stand in for Red Riding Hood, but the problem is the actual Red Riding Hood accidentally fell down a well about ten years ago and broke her neck on the fall. So... Geralt has to dive down into the well, find Red Riding Hood's corpse, take her hood, and then give it to Sienna before he can actually fight the wolf. That's um. just the lightest. <laughs> uh, one of the other things you have to do is you go into the village and you find the little Flint girl, which those of you who don't remember that may have heard of the little matchstick girl, which is you know the story about the girl who's selling matchsticks on the street corner so that her father will feed her. Yeah, uh, you meet up with her, or at least this uh, game's version of her, in the little fairy tale village, and um, she's selling drugs now. <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah. still cracks me up. Mm-hmm. Um, and you basically have to... I got these rocks, bitch. <laughs> yeah, and then you have to pay out the ass for her to give you information on where some of the other uh, beans are. Um so amongst other things, I had to kill the Wicked Witch from the uh, from the Hansel and Gretel fable. Uh, I had to uh, get some information from the boy who cried wolf, who is an asshole. <laughs> um, uh, I had to find the three little pigs, and the only house that's still standing, of course, is the brick house because the wolf already blew down the other two. And you use one of your signs, the sign that makes you use the telekinetic blast, to basically blow down their house, and they're not happy, so they try to kill you. Um, there's the... Uh, let's see, there's the... me having to track down... God, there was something else too. Oh yeah, um, 
one of the beans you have to do is you have to climb up a tower. And uh, one of the – basically you have to find this uh, game's version of Rapunzel. Um, and Rapunzel, of course, is at the top of a tower. And, uh, you know, normally you all know how uh, the Rapunzel story goes. You know, the Prince Charming comes and he asks her to let down her hair so he can climb up it. Um, but by the time you get to the tower, he apparently fell midway some point, and he is dead, and he's pieces on the ground. So you have to climb up uh, this tower using scaffolding and broken staircases. And uh, you do find Rapunzel, or Longlocks, as she's called in this game. And, um, you know, since uh, Prince Charming's got a... Uh, you know, he can't climb up her hair anymore because, you know, he's dead. She uh, decides, well, I got this I got this long rope-like hair. I better find something else to do it. So uh, she ties it to the chandelier and straight up hangs herself. And you find her skeletal corpse hanging from the chandelier in her room. What the doki-doki fuck? <laughs> and uh, then you have to kill her ghost to get the last bean. Naturally. Yeah. Because, yeah. of course, you would. That's about it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm missing something. There was probably some other. Like, I know, like, the Pied Piper is also there. Hmm. Uh, the Emperor with no clothes is also walking around. Naked. Oh, he's wearing underpants. Hmm. There's a mod for that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, because, of course, there is. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, and I'm also playing Disco Elysium as well. Yeah. Uh, and that game still finds new and exciting ways to shock and surprise me. Um, and since, you know, um, Lee's now here, I can talk about what I encountered uh, the last time. Um, so one of the things about this game that constantly manages to surprise me is like, okay, so like one of the – and this isn't really a spoiler or anything because this is like at the beginning of the game. Uh, Lee, you've played some of Disco Elysium, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, so you know how the game starts, right? You're waking mm-hmm. up in a hangover at a hostel somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what happened? What- like your memory's blanked because you were fall down drunk. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> one of the things that you can do is, like, um, you go downstairs, you know, to meet up with your partner, and then the dude that runs the place basically tells you that you have to, you know, okay, that you, yeah. yeah, and one of the options you can do is basically uh try and Swing ditch him. him yeah yeah and you know what happens <laughs> he just <laughs> because he he basically you basically dart for the nearest door and for whatever reason your dude decides to turn around flip the double bird but trips and falls onto some old woman in a wheelchair <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's game. and that's just the beginning <laughs> um like one of the things I ended up doing is I and I didn't realize this. This is just so funny. Um, early in the game, when you know you're talking to with you know Kim, you know your partner, and you know there's a conversation you have with them, and then he'll like nod in agreement or acknowledgement, and uh, you know you can nod back, and for he will actually nod back a second time. And I kept thinking, you know, okay, maybe this is going somewhere. So I kept nodding, and then I snapped my neck. And it was game over. (laughs) Wait, what? I never did that. Yeah, you can actually nod so many times that you actually break your own neck. 
Yeah. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, yeah, that's just like – that game constantly finds new ways to surprise me. Chris, you go ahead. Uh, yeah, so I picked up the uh, back button attachment for my DualShock 4 uh, the other day for 25 bucks uh, at Walmart. Uh, so I've been just putting it through its paces, ch- checking out with uh, Wait, different Walmart games. Has it for 25? Yeah, they have a lot of launch stuff uh, for sale. Oh, okay. Uh, especially like Switch games and such that don't really go on sale that often. But yeah, that was uh, 25 bucks there. I picked it up while I was over there. And I've uh, been putting it through its paces, trying out some games like Rocket League. And it uh, works pretty well in Naruto, uh, where I have the. Or not uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, uh, where you have your like special buttons on the. Uh, R1 and L1 to queue up whatever attack, special attack you want to do, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, so that works out. And I was trying to, uh, I found a game that I was not expecting it to work on, so I streamed that yesterday, which was Pinball Effects 3. Because uh, you can remap uh, any of those shoulder buttons oh, to perfect. it and use it for paddles, essentially, or for your uh, flippers. And I was like, oh, this works really well. Because if you usually use like, the, the, sh- the triggers, you know, it's a lot of throw to. Just to pull the trigger, uh, pull the paddles. So I was like, "Oh, this works pretty well." So I was streaming it. Uh, and besides some weird issues I was having, where I was just losing tons of frames uh, that I saw by just restarting Windows, uh, as is usually the way you fix a lot of issues on Windows 10. Um, and I have, I think, 89 out of the 96 tables. So I was like, "I have not played most of these, so I'm just gonna play a bunch of these." Uh, Went through the like the Back to the Future, uh, ET and Jaws tables, which Back to the Future is pretty good there. Uh, it was pretty easy to trigger uh, a bunch of multi balls uh, over and over again, so I'm getting a pretty good score out of that. Uh, played some of the played the Bethesda tables, uh, Fallout, Skyrim, and Doom, and the Skyrim one was kind of the one that was doing pretty well for me. Uh, that one's real weird because you have to. You essentially create a character, uh, and you kind of do like RPG stuff. Uh, but with the inconsistency that puzzle uh, that p- uh, pinball games have, so it's like, oh, you need to hit these ramps that don't have like the very first one's just escaping from the the, the dragon that attacks the 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 place where you're going to be killed at, and so you got to hit these specific ramps that don't have fire on them. I was like, that's easier said than done. Pinball uh, stuff like that. Uh, the Doom was pretty neat. Uh, the way it works as the the soundtrack. And the nice thing is when you're going to stream, stream or record uh, footage of that game, you can just turn off all the licensed music. So the a lot of these licensed tables probably don't sound as good as the as they do, uh, you know, not streaming them. But uh, yeah, that was pretty fun to play a bunch of that stuff. I think I played uh, I played the Jurassic Park tables. Um, most of which are fun. The, there's one called Pinball Mayhem where you're directly affecting uh, a T-Rex versus Stegosaurus fights, which was uh, pretty fun, but really hard to kind of do anything. Uh, but then I started playing some of the Williams tables, and uh, some of those are pretty fun. Uh, weird thing I noticed is that when they when you start them, it's like, oh, this table is released, you know, this month of this year, and they don't capitalize the months on some of the tables descriptions for some reason uh but the those tables are all pretty fun and they 
are definitely very much in contrast with the other tables where you're kind of uh, getting ball save uh, stuff to unlock uh, pretty easily. Uh, and those, when you go back to some of those older tables, like, no, this game, this table is just designed to fuck you. Uh, or it's designed to have a, a nice path in the middle where it'll just go straight out uh, and you have nothing you can do about it unless you just tilt the table or something like that. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed streaming that and it gave me an idea for something to do on my channel that'll uh, be pretty fun and silly uh, by playing uh, as many of those tables as I can. I'm going to rank all the tables in Pinball FX3 uh, in a scientific way like Giant Bomb does with their fighting games, uh, which is say not scientific at all. Uh, just play a bunch of them, uh, start ranking them in the most uh, most inflammatory way, I guess, for people to get angry about. I think Giant Bomb just did uh, Street Fighter 2 on theirs, uh, and they so much wanted to put it at the top, but also had to be try to be as impartial as they can uh, on that. Uh, about what it is, what that version of the game is, the original, uh, compared to the later ones, and how the combos and all that have been have evolved over time, that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's something I want to do and kind of cover as many of those tables as I can. Um, I also tried out another game that I had not tried it with yet, but uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, uh, which I came back and was still like, oh yeah, there's a shit ton to do in this game. Uh, I mapped the L3, R3 buttons to it, which are, one of them is just the lock, lock on button when you're in combat. Uh, I forget what L3 does, but, uh, that worked okay, but that might be a game where it just doesn't really, is not really that ne- needed for it, but maybe I have to figure out, uh, some other actions that would be better mapped to it. And, uh, yeah, I've been playing that. Uh, I got to a weird part where you dive into the cult stuff some more and unveil this whole, network of cultists that uh, you can uh, unveil just by exploring areas and finding out, you know, finding pieces of intel that'll, like, let you unmask them. And it'll tell you, like, oh, this person's in this spot. You can go there and try and kill them. And I got a couple that I can do at the level I'm at and a bunch that are, like, way ahead of me, way higher that I will not be able to do any damage to. Uh, So that's definitely something. And kind of playing it because I got the, the 4K TV and uh, it looks really nice in 4K. Though it definitely still has has a lot of jank to it uh, where, yeah, I think it's a, a big thing with the, the 4K stuff for this gen is like we don't really have the power to do 4K justice. It's just like, this is what a regular 1080p game looks like if it's a little bit better looking. But nothing really play, substantial. Uh, you should play Horizon. The jump in, from 1080 to Horizon Zero Dawn, the jump from 1080 to 4K is um, is is astonishing. Yeah, I definitely tried that out for a little bit, and I remember when I got the the Pro initially in 1080p, uh, uh, the high res version for that uh, was just really sharp and uh, great looking. And I played a little bit of it in 4K; it looks really nice still. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's been a lot of fun. And Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, I'm still on Planet Namek, uh, getting ready to continue on to the next big story part. But I was doing a lot of the side quests, one of which involved this weird uh, uh, couple that is just on a tour of the entire galaxy. I guess they're going from planet to planet. Uh, and they're very much dumb tourists. Like, oh, we heard about this place, and uh, there's these gems here. Can you get it? Uh, asking Gohan and Kr- uh, Krillin to go get them. There's like rare gem, 
and you go get it for him. It's like, we guys leave now, and on the way back, you see that they're getting uh, hustled by Frieza's members. You're like, we're out of orders to kill everybody, so you guys are going to, you know, you're not going to be touring anymore. Uh, and you have to beat them up and uh, save them. Tell them to get the fuck out of here and stop being stupid tourists on a planet that's about to, uh, about to be sieged by uh, all the shit that's about to happen there. Uh, but yeah, that's still fun. Um, been playing more Noita. I was playing a bunch of that yesterday. They put out a big update that added some more items and some more weird shit and fixed a lot of bugs. Uh, and that game still is a lot of fun of chaos. I was, uh, I managed to get to the third section of worlds, uh, in the, in the mines, which is this like, uh, kind of jungly area. And then the plants just started shooting shit at me and it killed me. I was like, what the fuck is this? Because uh, before you just have uh, animals and other enemies sort of uh, flying around or uh, walking around, all that kind of stuff. And then here, it's just like, oh, this plant is just ready to fuck you up as much as you can. I did not have proper weapons to deal with that because I was not expecting that. Um, but yeah, that's, that game's still a lot of fun. Uh, especially getting some good... Uh, the thing I tend to go towards is fire builds to burn a bunch of stuff, because it's one of the more consistent ways to kill enemies, is just burn them to death, uh, versus poisoning them, or whether you don't really get any idea that they're actually losing health. Whereas with burning, you kind of see uh, numbers popping off of them. So uh, that's been that's been a game I just pop into like for a little bit here and there, do a couple runs. Uh, get my fill for bits, and uh, the other thing I was doing, I was setting up Retro Arch because I saw uh, some people talking about how they have achievements now. I guess for some of the old games. Uh, what? Yeah, they have uh, a site called RetroAchievements.com. You can sign up there for an account, and you put that in on the like like the the settings part of the menus. There's a uh, an option there called achievements. You can turn that on. Oh hell! And it's all community setup, so uh, you have to go look at like what games they have, and they got a lot of the big ones. Like, uh, but it's a range from you know Atari games all the way up to I think they got some DS and PS1 games on there and GBA games. Uh, and I was like, okay, that's that's pretty neat. I was playing Picross Mario's Picross Two on the Game Boy. Uh, because I had not played that one since it's Japan only, never released on the eShop. And their achievement list on that is pretty good. It's like just beats the puzzles in you know World 1 on Mario, and beats the puzzles in World 1 on Wario's puzzles, I guess. I guess he's there. I couldn't really tell from the little bit of text there, because it's all Japanese. Uh, but that's a lot of fair stuff, and... Then I noticed I could dump my PS1 games in. It's like, okay, I got these PS1 games sitting here. I can just sit here and dump them and try them out. And I think I only have one that has achievements, and it's Tomba. So I was like, okay, I'll get that set up. I didn't get around to actually playing with it, but uh, that was pretty neat to kind of get into that. And for some reason, I was trying out some other emulator stuff and saw want to try out Android emulator. So I was like, my phone is basically starting to fall apart, and I need to replace it. Because uh, there's some apps that just won't load anymore. I think it's not because the apps have had bad updates. I think it's because my phone uh, is getting to be about dead. Mm. Uh, 
because uh, there'll be times where I, I'm listening to a podcast, it gets past 50% battery, and then it shuts off and it's like, you got no more battery. Like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, that's, uh, that's how you know your battery is like, yeah, done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it doesn't help when you're out in the cold and it zaps even faster. Hmm. Uh, there'll be just times like, it was like, no, you don't have any battery anymore. I was like, no, it was like 70%. What the fuck are you talking about, phone? Uh, and it's like, all right, just give me too much of a hassle, so I need to upgrade it here in the next couple weeks. Yeah, just get a, get uh, a Nokia uh, 6.2 on Amazon. They're, they're cheap and they're actually really uh, good. I think I'll upgrade from my Moto G4 to Moto G7 hmm. uh, through my carrier, and it'll, it'll be pretty cheap hmm. uh, for that, so... I like the the Moto G series, so yeah, they're pretty good. That basically does exactly what I need. Hmm. Uh, it doesn't cost me hundreds of dollars, hmm. maybe like a hundred bucks at most. Uh, for that to last me another few years, that'll be good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's. I was looking at that to be like, okay, there's some games I kind of want to play, and that BlueStacks has like controller support and all that. Uh, the only problem is it's. I guess my PC is not as good as like the kind of phones it's emulating. It's like the uh, Sony Xperia X2, something like that. Some recent stuff. It's like okay, my PC like I can barely load the, and it's a couple updates behind on uh, Android. It's like Android N, uh, and so the it's like the old uh, notifications menu on Android. Yeah, the one you pull down. Uh, uh, you can go like tablet mode, that kind of stuff. Uh, and yeah, like it's like, oh, okay. I remember when I had this, when I had a, uh, probably when I got my phone like three, four years ago. I was that kind of old uh, version of Android, but it still works. I can pull up my library and start downloading stuff. Uh, it's just really slow because it's, uh, it's not. Uh, my PC is not necessarily the best place to emulate uh, more current Android phones uh, in terms of power and all that. Uh, but yeah, it works. Uh, it also has like a lot of like keyboard and controller support to it, so you can, uh, if you're one of those people, like, oh, I want to play this game, but not touching it, not with like a mouse. Uh, you can do that too with the phone games. Uh, the first one I tried to download was. Uh, uh, what was it? It's uh, Adventure Capitalist. Like, that's a simple game. Uh, and it was taking a while to load, so I was like, eh, I'll pass on this for now. Uh, maybe we'll come back to it later. So I was like, I want to s- double check some of these apps that aren't working for me. Just make sure what the hell's going on with them. But yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to replace this phone and just say, fuck this whole thing. Uh, and just uh, get the phone fixed and I'll make everything work like it should. Mm. Yeah, because I would have, like, an app where, like, a shopping app I was using for one of the stores I go to. It's like, oh, you just scan it on the, the barcode and just adds it in there and you can check it on there. And when I would pull up the, the camera to do the scanning, the screen, I could see the brightness go, uh, like, a couple notches higher and then the phone would shut off. It's like, oh, it's like it just tried to access this part of the uh, of its feature set and just uh, seized up. Just like, oh, we're dead. Battery. No battery. Hmm. can't do this and I was like okay this is annoying as hell and it would actually get to some points where it's like okay I try and turn it back on it pulls up like the the first initial screen it shows you and it dies it's like oh this phone's fucked up hmm. uh, it's just annoying trying to and then 
annoying in the sense of like I'm too stubborn to do anything about it right away. I'm just going to deal with it. Like when you're like when your controller's low on battery, it's like, oh no, I can still keep playing. And there's that point where you turn it on, and it turns off in two minutes. You're like, okay, I got two minutes to do this. <laughs> Next thing, and then it turns off again. You're like, okay, I got two more minutes. Let's just keep doing this in two minute segments. Instead of being a normal person, be like, I gotta put the batteries on charging, uh, like a normal person. But yeah, that's been that's been what I've been doing. So how about you, Dan Reb? Uh, I'm kind of shook because uh, we just got the news. I don't know if it's true or not, and I'm like trying to confirm it. But uh, uh, it's true. It's true. The New York yep. Post reported it. So it's all it. over social Never media heard. now. Holy fuck! All right. Well, Kobe just died. So um, yeah. Uh, hold on, let me just go back to the notes to talk about what I'm playing, but holy shit, rest in peace. So he, Ooh, okay. Four other people died in a uh, helicopter crash. Yeah, god damn, that's really, that's really unfortunate. It sucks a lot, uh, especially with uh, LeBron, like, breaking his record last night, and oh man, that can't... Uh-huh. There are going to be uh, some very classless jokes about that. Exactly. Oh, there were Boy. tons of them yesterday, I was like, yeah, this is why sports fans in general are shitty. Yeah. You can't just be like, hey, congrats, LeBron, just like, oh, they lost. Like, yeah, so what? <laughs> like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, like, Laker fan or not, LeBron fan or not, Kobe fan or not, that's, yeah, that's, that's really unfortunate. It's, it's tough to hear. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I'm back. Um, going back to sports, my football season's pretty much over, so I'll be on here more regularly. Um, anyway, uh as for what I'm playing, uh, the main game I'm playing right now, I'm under embargo and won't be able to talk about it for about two weeks. So uh, there's that. And uh, other than that, I really haven't been playing all that much uh, since the game of the year season, uh, primarily because our office just moved. And um, with that time to move, like, you know, we have a new office and uh, I'm still getting used to things. So whenever I get home, I'm, I'm, I'm just really, really tired. But um, <clears throat> I've been primarily playing Tumblestone. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with Tumblestone, it's a match three game. That's pretty much uh, a finish it as fast as you can match three, and you can uh, play it with other people, and it gets really, really intense. So if you've never seen Tumblestone, check it out. It's about five bucks um, everywhere. I've, I've bought it on every platform I have, so I have it on Switch, Xbox One, PS4. I just love the game that much. Um, I've also been being a... A platinum whore. Um, I got the games My Name is Mayo and Jack and Jill. Um, My Name is Mayo is a game where there's a jar of mayonnaise on the screen and you just tap it with the X button. And you have to tap it through different kinds of scenarios, but all you're really doing is pointing at the jar and tapping X. And if you do it 10,000 times, boom, platinum. Um, There's also this game called Jack and Jill where it's an endless runner with like Game Boy graphics. Um, it isn't as terrible or as mundane as My Name is Mayo, but, um, it's actually pretty fun, but it's about a 10 minute platinum. So yeah, uh, just, uh, getting my mind off things there. Um, I also took advantage of, uh, GameStop's recent buy two, get two free sale. Yes. Buy two, get two free. And I ended up getting, um, Shadow of the Colossus, Samurai Showdown, Judgment and Plague Tale. Um, Samurai Showdown. And, yep. Yes. And I started playing Samurai Showdown. I absolutely love it. But but aside from that, um, I haven't been playing anything else there because I've just uh, now that I'm in this mountain of games, I'm like I don't know what to play first and if it'll hold me for that long. So that being said, I bought even more games. Um, 
The PSN sale had Sayonara Wild Hearts, Ultimate Chicken Horse, and Return of the Obra Dinn. And as I'm talking about this, I am playing Tumblestone. So uh, <laughs> that's the life I'm living in. What about you, Lee? Uh, I'm actually, I'm really some of you. I haven't had a lot of time to play since um, the Game of the Year stuff, and I got promoted at work, so I'm trying to get the hang of, of that new, you know, entire thing. Um, but I've been, uh, excuse me, I have been uh, playing the Messenger again, though, because I just wanted something I could pick up and play on my Switch while my wife and my wife and kid are watching some anime called like Fairy Tale or some shit, and. Um, so I like sitting up there with them, but I need to, something to play, you know. And so I've been going back to the messenger, just enjoying it. Because who doesn't like being a ninja, you know? Um, uh-huh. So I've been doing that. I've been playing a little bit of Puzzle Quest, which if anybody has never played Puzzle Quest, you're missing out. It's one of the best games ever. Um, I wish there were better sequels for it, but there aren't. Uh, no, if you like that, you should check out Jim's War. Gems. The same people. Oh, it's basically shit. the same mechanics, but it's more of a, a live service game, so... Oh, uh, free to play, but it's. Uh, but I would say it's incredibly fair. Like I only put in money to get like the uh, uh, some like recurring stuff. Like you get bonus like gems to use oh, for buying stuff. That like every day you t- check in, so it doesn't like time out or anything. It's I it's one of the most fair free to play games I've played. I assume that's on mobile. Mobile consoles, PC, wherever you want to play. Gems of War or Gems War. Gems of War. Like Gears right. of War, but gems. All right, well, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, but I'm, I've been playing the re-release of uh, of Puzzle Quest on, on Switch, and just, I love that fucking game. Um, I've also been trying to finish uh, Sekiro, or Sekiro, whatever the fuck, however you pronounce that shit, um, to go for the platinum. I got I already got the three endings. I'm going for the fourth, uh, which is like the bad ending that gives you two more bosses. And then once I am done with that, um, that should give me the platinum. I picked up one of those... Uh, those PS4 trigger attachments. I haven't had a chance to play with it. I'm going to mess with it today. Um, and I've been playing around with, because my right hand, specifically my right index finger, is actually really fucked up. And so, like, it started really bothering me last year when I was playing, or the year before when I was playing Spider-Man. Um, and just my right index finger, I just, I, I'm having a lot of trouble these days with repetitive strikes on, like, a trigger. So these controllers that have paddles are a really big deal. Like I play with Elite and I just put my my triggers on the paddles at the bottom. And the C40 is this Astro controller they designed that's pretty interesting. It's got like swappable parts. Um, but it, it only has two buttons on the back rather than four like the Elite. But so I can at least like – so for like for, – for instance with Sekiro the, uh, or Sekiro, the um, – uh, you know, you have the block and attack buttons on the trigger. So I've just remapped those to be on the back. So I can click them with my uh, my middle fingers and not be in fucking horrible pain. Um, so I'm enjoying it. It's actually a really nice controller, but it doesn't have a fucking battery meter. Like you know, like the PS4. Like I don't know how they I don't know how they they missed this, but like you know when you're playing with a regular PS4 controller, you hit the PS button, you can see your battery meter, like in the corner. Yeah, that does not exist on this, which I don't I don't understand at all. Um, but what's pretty wild about it, though, is that you know it's got a headphone jack just like you would expect on any other controller. Um, but the audio through the headphone jack on this one is way fucking better um, than the PS4. And I assume that's because you know Astro knows their way around headphones. So, um, but I was shocked at how what a what a difference it is. There's definitely a, a power output difference um, with the headphone jack. So yeah, just trying to you know do the do the triggers and then. Uh, 
yeah, that's about it. Like I said, I haven't really been doing, I've been doing anything. I haven't had much time. Just been trying to, uh, like I said, oh my god, excuse me. Like I said, try and get through uh, this new job and and learn my way around that. And I'm hoping I'll, I'm hoping this week I'll be able to play something. But we'll see. I still want to start up Fire Emblem, Dang. but worth it. I just. I know. As long as I can play it in bursts, I will. I just I, because I know there's three houses, and I know I'll probably only be able to play it once. Um, I want to. I want to do the path that has like the best story, or at least like the most likable characters and and the least offensive waifu bullshit. So I really got to look into which would be the which would be the best for that. So yeah, Brandon, if you know, let me know offline. What's that? For like, I'm probably only gonna play Fire Emblem once, and I need like the least waifu anime bullshit version. Like house to play. Uh, got some bad news for you there, champ. <laughs> one of there has to be something has to be at least less offensive than the other one. No, not really. Oh great! It's just just pick one and. Well, I mean, or at least can you at least which is one of them has to have a better story at least. Oh, they all actually have really good stories. Yeah. So and there's a fourth one coming. Hmm. Yep. Who has time for this? <laughs> Fire Emblem fans, apparently, who play nothing uh, else. Jesus. Oh, it's true. It's kind of like that. When when Fire Emblem gets its hooks in, that's a that's basically it. I just I wanted to go back to just killing people and not wifing them. <laughs> I'm a simple man. Yeah, let's just murder people and you know not have babies. Well, anyway. you, you don't. That that part is not in this game. Well, I guess it would be. Oh, so you mean they they didn't do like the American thing of like teachers having sex with their students? No. Well, you're not actually their teacher anymore when that part happens because they've actually there's like a time skip. Mm. Some mm. shit happens. Yeah. yeah, lots of shit. Happens. Shit goes down. <laughs> uh, basically, you end up going into stasis for like what is it? Like five years? Five years. Mm. Yeah. And like they're they're all adults and everything, and they've all gone off to run their own kingdoms and stuff. So I'm just gonna fuck. Them. I'm just gonna play Witcher three, and they kill each other. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I'm just gonna play Witcher three. I actually helped a buddy of mine mod his um, his copy uh, last weekend, hmm. and he's already put in like forty hours. Hmm. And I've been screaming at him for like three years, like play fucking Witcher three. What's wrong with you? And then he finally did, and now he won't. You know, now he can't stop. Won't mm. stop. Yeah. I got it on. Yeah, I got it on sale on PS4 for like fifteen dollars. Yeah. That's a definitive edition. So, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not often that game is not on sale at this point. So. I'm like, if I honestly, I, I I want to try out Switcher just out of sheer curiosity. Yeah, it's supposedly not that bad of a version, if albeit a bit blurry, but. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'll just play with my glasses off. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and going by how it's gone on sale on the other consoles, I would just wait. Yeah, until it's like twenty bucks. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because you can yeah. get the the complete edition for fifteen bucks now. Pretty much any time it goes on sale, it's like yeah, you know, fuck paying forty bucks for that on Switch. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to the actual news of the week. Uh, and uh, first off. Uh, I'm going to nominate this as a contender for Game of the Year right now. Uh, I know it's just late January, but I think this one Witcher has 3? A, no. Uh, Deer Simulator. 
That's deer. Not just deer simulator, but deer simulator. Didn't yeah. I see something yeah. like where the deer pulled out some Glocks and started shooting people? Yeah. Yep. Well, you see, he actually has uh, Glocks for antlers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is like um, this is kind of like the same idea as Goat Simulator, one of those physics type type games, uh, except uh, with no fucks given to uh, any kind of sanity. It's uh, like if everything meets Wadham. Yeah. So this is insane. You can, like, uh, well, there's, like, a whole bunch of other animals in there that uh, might be friendly to you or might want to kill you. Uh, you could build an entire giant robot mecha out of animals if you so want to. Uh, Your neck can, like, extend to do stuff. Yeah, I could yeah. do that. There's, like, dragons You can ride a horse. There. Yeah, a deer riding a horse. Um, that's... Okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. looking at it, even visually, it looks very Katamari Damacy-esque. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, it's like, the way I'm describing it to people, it's like Goat Simulator, but with an art style, because it actually has one. Um, so, yeah, this is uh, definitely one to watch. It's early access on Steam right now. It's, like, 13 bucks. Uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah. here's an here's early access review, just entirely. I combined my deer with a cow, rhino, and tiger to form metal deer and exploded shortly after. In 10 IGN. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't know what else to say about that. Just try it out. It's completely fucking insane. <laughs> so, that's, that's all I got. <laughs> uh, next up, we got some uh, rumor bill. Uh, the uh, Nintendo Switch Pro rumors continue. Uh, apparently, uh, Nintendo is possibly considering uh, some custom work from NVIDIA, which, given the fact that uh, how well the Switch did with the the just regular Tegra X1, uh, might not be a bad idea for them to do, just so, so to do a custom uh, chip. Uh, I suspect it probably could be based on that little, uh, that new Xavier NX board that came out uh, last year. Uh, kind of an updated NVIDIA SOC. It's got, you know, pretty, uh, it's got Volta graphics on it, which is, it would be a nice upgrade over what you have now on the Switch. Uh, so you got, well, a lot of memory bandwidth, which is important. Because uh, if you uh, played Link's Awakening and you noticed that it game would stutter... That's why. Yeah, that shit drove me nuts. Yeah. They should have just locked that motherfucker at 30 frames a second. <laughs> yeah. Tell the hardware couldn't keep up. Yeah. Yes. Especially when you were changing scenes, that's when you'd see a lot of that. So, uh, but yeah, it's whether it will actually come out this year, I don't know. Uh, I suspect it's probably going to be a 2021 thing. I don't think Nintendo's going to race Microsoft and Sony to get to get something out, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, I feel like next year might be might be it, but I I, I feel like there's no way they're not going to do it. Oh, they're totally going to do it. It's just a matter of when. Yeah, yeah. They still like there's still no idea of whether what kind of form this Switch Pro is going to take. You know, is it still going to be handheld? Is it going to be uh, you know console only? It's there's it's a lot that's still unknown. Uh, it probably will still be the whole. You know, handheld dockable thing, but uh, yeah, that's that's where we are as far as uh, Switch Pro rumors go. Um, it's probably like Nintendo's worst kept secret. Uh, everybody knows that you know something is coming, 
they refreshed the switch. They did the switch light, um, you know, with Animal Crossing coming up, and you would think that there would be uh, special edition switches for that, and you haven't seen any of that, uh, which tells me that Nintendo's not putting hardware resources into the current switch anymore. Uh, I mean, Animal Crossing definitely needs that extra power. <laughs> and not just that. It's not the power, really. It's, you know, Animal Crossing is a good promotional thing. Uh, so, you know, you could do a special edition Switch with, you know, Tom Nook or whatever on it. Uh, you're not seeing that, but you are seeing uh, Animal Crossing accessories from uh, Power A. So they got the official license for that. And Hori, I think, too, is uh, doing some, uh, some Joy-Cons for that. So, uh, yeah, they're willing to give the uh, Animal Crossing IP to uh, accessory manufacturers, but not willing to release a custom Switch. It kind of tells me they're working on something else, and uh, they don't want to put too many resources towards you know, the current Switch at this point. Uh, they've been doing that for a while. There's Zelda and Metroid, like uh, Switch Pro controllers hmm. from third parties. And they're like, I don't know if they're okay or not. I don't know. I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't really, I don't really like buying those specific kind of controllers because they always look kind of gaudy. They do. It's true. <laughs> it's like, oh, you got this. It's neat art, but it's not con- neat art for a controller. Yeah. Versus like some of the, the specialty like DualShock 4s, I think, are typically a little bit better. It's like, here's like the God of War logo on this. It looks pretty nice. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's like, less subtle than just, we're doing this fucking clip art on here. <laughs> of, uh, you know, Breath of the Wild link on there. Yeah. It's like, it's cool if you can do that, but it doesn't mean it looks great. Yeah, seriously. And next up, we got uh, Xbox Series X rumors, and uh, this is one of the ones that uh, is starting to fuel the whole little console war already. Uh, according to a leaked uh, prototype for the uh, Xbox Series X, uh, the storage in there is about half the speed of the uh, PlayStation 5's reported speed. And I'll tell you one well, thing. It's still an SSD, so... Yeah, well, they found a budget controller from Fizon in there with uh, its capabilities are, you know, it could do sequential reads and writes of 3.5 gigs per second, which is no slouch, I'll point that out. That's, you know, still actually faster... Than it's what a lot better than this gen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's still an SSD. <laughs> it's still an SSD, and also that's still a prototype and probably one of the only things that they had available to them at the time. Uh, you know, typically you, you overbuild your, your dev kits, but you have to, you know, realize that you got to work with what you have. Uh, so they could do, like, early on in the uh, Xbox uh, Series X's launch, uh, okay, maybe uh, the, the, maybe the devs are uh, developing for a spec of 3 gigs per second. Who cares? Uh, when they find out what the actual specs are, well, then they can work from there. Uh, it's not that huge of a deal. Uh, and secondly, it's a little bit, uh, a little bit misleading uh, because it, sequential reads and writes are not the big issue. You're only going to be writing sequentially when you're installing a game. Put, to be perfectly honest, uh, the where you really feel the lag and the whole loading time are random reads. That's when the drive has to go thrashing around just to find this, find that, find this, and the uh, random reads on what was there is actually pretty darn good. So I don't think so like this is one of those reports where I'm like, there yeah. is no dilemma. Yeah, there's not really much here. Yeah, it's, I thought it was such bullshit. It, yeah. 
And then there's a third point that I want to make, which everybody seems to have completely forgotten, and which makes this completely irrelevant, uh, in that uh, the uh, uh, Xbox Series X doesn't... Uh, well, put it this way. The Xbox Series X uh, GPU has direct access to the SSD. So it doesn't need to, uh, like... It doesn't need to fill a buffer in RAM like the PlayStation 5 is going to have to do. Uh, so it's got that little bit of architectural advantage so far. Uh, I'll have to check out the... Once Sony actually un unveils the, the PlayStation 5, which is going to be yeah, rumored to be next month. Uh, I've been saying it's February. It probably will be February. Uh, we'll probably get a more you know detailed picture of what's going on there. But uh, yeah, it's... Let, let's just put it this way. Uh, whatever it actually happens to be, it's still going to be a massive improvement over what we've got now. So, yeah. 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 It's just a shame they're kind of tying their cross-platform stuff to the Xbox One, which was not a great platform to build off of. <laughs> uh, just the way it kind of holds, it can potentially hold games back. Uh, at least initial here. Yeah, initially. But, uh yeah, I'm, it's going to be weird to see how that ends up working. Yeah, because they're obviously if they're going to be uh, making games that are going to run on the Xbox One X as well as the as the Series X, they're going to be building towards a minimum spec, uh, and then having to scale. God, up. imagine if we had to go back to fucking minimum spec. <laughs> Bring that to consoles. <laughs> you must have an Xbox Series X or that's or the higher. worst part of mobile games. Yeah, so goes mine. Can I mine? do this mine can't even like my phone can't even do the new elder schools game mm -hmm. it's like i've been waiting on that switch version i was supposed to launch last year it's like nope yeah uh. so, uh yeah so uh yeah if you see uh people shitting all over the xbox series x because the storage is slower uh yeah just wait we're we're nowhere near launch yet trust me uh, things are going to be very interesting for both these consoles when they come out uh, and finally, uh, and kind of an interesting uh, bit of uh, news that came out of a source that we didn't expect. Uh, apparently, Sony's going to do a PlayStation VR 2 headset, according mm -hmm. to yeah. this VR firm. I don't think it's going to happen. Sony has specifically said they're not doing a VR anywhere close to the PS5's launch. Mm. I think they're misconstruing something. Yeah, either that or Sony changed their mind. Yeah. I don't see any reason why they would want to say, hey, here's a $400 PS5, and also spend 400 bucks on this VR as well. And it's like, that seems like a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, after they've done a good job of getting PSVR out there uh, here towards the end of the PS4's lifespan. I think this is just somebody that's taken news in some wrong way or... Well, it was in this company's financial report where they specifically said Sony is releasing a new headset. Uh, yeah, that was the wording. So, yeah. I mean, they uh, maybe they got something wrong, or uh, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, so we'll have to you know, definitely wait and see on that. Whether we'll actually like, I could see it. them putting out new like bundles. Yeah, but that's not new hardware. No, so I think they're they could be yeah they could yeah. be misinterpreting that, but uh, will there and be then a people PSVR are going to run wild with it? Yeah. I mean, there will be, but probably not Next this year. year. Yeah. yeah. I think Sony's kind of done the right thing in messaging this stuff. Mm. Saying, we're not going to be forcing this out you know, anytime soon. Your PSVR will work on PS4, 
or yeah. PS5. Well, I mean, let's face it, PCR uh, games and all just a over. display. It's yeah, you know, that'll help it out a lot. Having this extra hardware, mm. extra powerful hardware, pushing it out. Yeah, uh, it'll in a sense also just make it seem, make it you know obvious that this is hardware from 2016. <laughs> yeah, that you're using to display this stuff, but that's why you'll have a next. Uh, Next big jump on PSVR. Yeah. So, uh, in a couple of years here. Yeah. yeah so we'll, we'll wait and see on that. Uh, it's it's an exciting time. Uh, the yeah. rumors are flowing, and some of them make no goddamn sense. So, Speaking we'll of see. rumors, uh, even though we don't have it listed, uh, it's being said that we kind of know why uh, Cyberpunk was actually uh, delayed. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently it has to do with optimization. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, so everybody knows um, when Cyberpunk, you know, it was originally supposed to come out this April. Now it's going to be moved to September. Um, and apparently it's the uh, rumor got out that the reason is because right now it doesn't look the way they would want it to look uh, on PS4 tech on current tech. Hmm. Um, and what happened? And so, because of that, uh, Corey Barlog, you know, the guy who, uh, you know, director of God of War, basically came forward, and he's got this Twitter thread where he basically explains, just uh, let you know that uh, games are very ugly for a long time until they are not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we haven't reached the. Uh, well, I, I don't know. Everything I saw of Cyberpunk looked pretty damn good, so. Yeah, but the, you know, it's just optimization. Basically, yeah, right. it wasn't at the point they needed it right now, and so they decided to delay it. Yeah, well, I got to hand it to to them to like you know not release something that isn't ready. You know? Yeah, you know, this is what we actually want developers to do. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, uh, all right, we'll move over to uh, House Mark. Has basically put Storm Divers on hold. Probably mm. because nobody was playing it. I do. Uh, well, it's not out yet. That's the whole thing. Um, but they're working on a, a big project, and so they don't really have the time uh, and resources to devote to this. Uh, especially when it'll just be another, another battle, battle royale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. It'll be a shame because it's the only one I've ever won. <laughs> <laughs> uh when I actually had to beat uh, a couple of devs, so I was like, "All right, that's more impressive." I think, mm-hmm. even though it's only like seven total people in the game. Yeah, well, I, I don't I... think their matches are supposed to be that big, anyways. Like maybe twelve at best. Yeah, uh, but it was fun uh, for what it was. But yeah, they've got something big in the works. I wouldn't be surprised if that's with Sony. Probably because uh, they've been that's been their main uh, source of work over the last like ten, fifteen years. Uh, so yeah, it'll be exciting to see what their uh, biggest game is. Yeah, I, th- I think Housemark has had a, P- a PlayStation launch title for the past uh, two generations, PS3 and PS4. They've both had something. Oh, fantastic games. Hmm. No, no, that was just PS4 was their launch title. Vita they did, I think. Yeah? Like they had Super Stardust Delta on there at launch. Well, that's the uh, last two. Yeah. Yeah. PS3, PS3 it was. Three Stardust, Super Stardust didn't come out at launch, no? That was the summer after. Yeah. It was like that and Pixel Junk Monsters right around there. Yeah. And Flower. Okay. Or, no, Flow came oh. out around then. Yeah. 
Flowers the next year, I think. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Ninja Theory is working on an experimental horror game called Mara, apparently. Yeah, Project Mara. It's based around mental health. So basically the same things they did with Hellblade. Yeah. And although this is going to be a much smaller project mm-hmm. uh, than what Senwa's Saga Hellblade 2 is. Yeah. Oh, uh, just grown to be this huge thing. Yeah, that looks ambitious. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're doing, uh, they're calling the Dreadnought Diaries, uh, just like behind-the-scenes videos, uh, showing some of the stuff they're working on, and this was uh, one of the ones that was uh, shown off. Mm. Mm. Uh, it's their third project they're working on right now. Jeez. Uh, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, Because they got that, and they got that multiplayer bad. game. Yeah. I forget what that's called. So, yeah, we'll wait and see that. It's going to be current and next-gen, probably. Uh, what do we have here? Tencent is acquiring Funcom. Uh, Tencent this is uh, getting a stake in just about everything these days. Yeah. You know how back when we were when we were younger and we said it was going to be the, the cyberpunk future was going to be dominated by Japanese Zaibatsus? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, yeah we they the, were We got the country wrong. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, but yeah, the they already had a they were the largest sh- uh, shareholder in Funcom at twenty nine percent. But now they're going to announce a uh, majority cash offer to purchase all the st- shares it doesn't own yet. Yeah. Uh, that'll be starting in early February uh, mm. for people that want to for the people that are going to potentially sell off uh, their shares. Yeah. Well, this is going to be uh, that's going to make buying games from them a little bit questionable for some people, I would say. Yeah, and their one of their upcoming games is a open world survival game based on Dune. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll see. If, well, that will hopefully continue to get funded. I don't, I don't think they're going to start canning projects. Hopefully. Yeah, they're so they're going to keep working as normal. Mm. Uh, they'll just have more funding to work with. Yeah. So, we'll see. And you've got to remember that just because it is a Chinese company doesn't necessarily mean they're evil. Uh, you know, we got plenty of evil American companies over here. So, we'll put that, put that yeah. out there. Yeah. yeah, but the internet doesn't like working in subtlety. No. Either evil or the most amazing company ever. Yeah. So, yeah, internet. Well. Uh, next up... Uh, update came out for Disco Elysium this week that adds hardcore mode. So if you thought that Disco Elysium wasn't hard enough... Uh, Doesn't sound fun at all. Yeah. So now your uh, skill checks will be harder. Uh, you'll have less money to work with. Things will be more expensive. Uh, your, uh, th- your thoughts will have uh, greater debuffs. Um, uh, but at least when you perform tasks, you'll still get more experience so you could potentially level higher. Um, okay. So if you if you um, like Disco Elysium but hate yourself, well, this might be the mode for you. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, probably a big section Somehow of this is just so thanap- thematically appropriate. Just... <laughs> yes. <laughs> it really is. Also, ultra-wide monitor sport, if you happen to roll that way. That's the audience are going Which I for. do. So, anyways. Uh, delay of Dying Light 2. Um, 
boy, this game seems to have been in development hell for the past couple of years. I don't know what's going on over here. Yeah, uh-huh. so this uh, is like the uh, the weirder delay because it never had a date before. Mm. It was just spring 2020. Uh, and they, I guess, just came to the the the, fin- the finish line here, and it's like, yeah, we're going to need some more time. Mm. Uh, they don't have a date or anything. Uh, just said, we're going to be keep working on this, and we'll get back to you uh, when we're sure we're going to be able to release it. Mm. So this will probably be an, an E3 showing. Uh, yeah, for like the third time, maybe? Third, third year in a row. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I didn't play the original one, and I've heard good things about it, so, I don't know, maybe it would be good. Who knows? Uh, and now we got fighting game news, so I'm going to turn over to Pat for a little bit. <laughs> so, first off, we've got SNK uh, going back and updating a couple of PS4 and Steam games that... Uh, Everyone pretty much assumed they were done with Garo, Mark of the Wolves, and Samurai Showdown 5 Special. They are going to receive rollback netcode. Actually, they already have. And this looks to be um, the beginning of SNK getting really conscious about netcode in their games, and that's probably good news for The Last Blade 2 and King of Fighters 14 as well. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for that. And I don't know... Um, how many people here have played Samurai Showdown online, but the netcode there is fantastic. So this is something that SNK is starting to take really seriously, and that's a fantastic sign. Mm-hmm. And not to derail you or anything, but uh, did do we know what happened with the Street Fighter V in the end? Uh, the update had nothing to do with the fan patch. Yeah. So uh, that situation is ongoing. Hmm. If you are um, a PS4 player, I definitely recommend you switch over to PS4 only in your matchup settings because if you come up against a PC player who has that mod, then uh, you're going to be eating all of the lag, mm. um, and they're going to be taking none of it. So, yeah, that's a thing, and we've and we're already into Capcom Cup qualifiers, so this is going to be. Woo-hoo. Much more of a mess before it gets cleaned up. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, moving on to Evo Japan, we've got Chaos Code next announced. And Chaos Code's been going for quite a while. It's been, it, it was even on the PS3, so um, this is a series that is a known quantity, and I really need to get into it because I'm watching the Chaos Code next trailer, and it looks right up my alley. So um, I still haven't quite found that one anime fighter to really uh, get into. This might be it. And um, not sure exactly when this is going to be dropping on consoles, but they're they're calling it the January 2020 build, so hmm. we'll see. Uh, going back to Samurai Showdown, uh, we already knew about the Season 2 um the Season 2 DLC coming. We saw uh, Mina Majikina in, um, at Evo USA over the summer, so that, that we already knew that was coming. Um, Sogetsu Kazama was kind of leaked because of the arcade version. I think there was a data mining situation there. Mm-hmm. And um, 
at Evo Japan, we also learned that Iroha from Samurai Showdown Six is coming. And I'm actually surprised that that uh, that crossover hadn't happened yet. Yeah, um, Iroha, fun character to play. Um, it's going to be interesting to see um, how much of her move set makes it over from. Samurai Showdown 6, there's one super in particular that um, I'm not sure they're going to keep around, but we'll see. Uh, um, is that the one where it looks like she's mounting some dude? Well, it it varies, but basically they all um, involve her... You know how um, in samurai movies you have the the scene where they're behind the rice paper doors and the silhouettes and then you get the blood splatter. You know, it's a classic yeah. shot. Well, Iroha takes it a little bit further because she gets naked and does some crazy-ass blood sacrament thing, um, especially if she actually kills with that super. Hmm. And, yeah, I mean, I've got a link to it in the in the show notes, but um, either they're going to steer into it or they're just going to give her a completely different super entirely. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they um, how they handle that. But just from a pure gameplay standpoint, I'm kind of excited for this as well because she's a fun character to play, and they've really been uh, selecting their characters well for for this game. So um, looking forward to that. And there's still one character yet to be revealed. I would guess that it's a guest character from Soul Calibur, just because how Omaru is showing up in mm-hmm. Soul in uh, Soul Calibur 6. But, you know, maybe not. We'll see. And then that's a a good segue to the final bit of information here that um, at Evo Japan, the Haomaru trailer was shown, and um, he's got a spring 2020 release date. So I'm guessing he's going to land... Probably sometime in March, if I were to take a guess. Hmm. But um, it's a long time to go between DLC characters because Hildy's been there for a while, and Haomaru is going to be the next one. So, mm-hmm. and then there's two more characters on the way um, there as well. So. Yeah, Haomaru. Well, I was watching the trailer, and he like totally fits into that game. It, yes, it's it's uncanny. Although he does look super linear too, so I'm hoping that was just based on the the moves that they showed. Yeah, because um, you cannot be that linear in Soul Calibur. No. Yeah. Just um, like that's more so than um, than Mitsurugi at his worst. Hmm. So hopefully, um, hopefully he's got the depth there to. Um, to be competitive because he's probably going to be really fun to play. Mm. And I can see him being a damage monster too. Yeah. Like he is in every other game he's ever been in. Yep. All right. So I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. Okay. Yeah. Uh, So I'd like to remind everybody, if you uh, haven't subscribed to the show yet, you can do so on anchor.fm slash day zero update. Go over there, hit the button, pick your platform and uh, you'll get us delivered directly into your ear balls. Ear balls. 
you can also check us out at smashpad.com. We've got uh, written stuff there. Uh, we've got the links to the shows if you need a convenient place to find them. Uh, so that's going to be it for uh, Patrick Mifflin, Brandon Perkins, Chris Sologi, Lee Lamb, and Dan Victoria. I have been Filippo Donolfo, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>